a campfire. Fireside chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. I'm going to run through this week's announcements very quickly, because today's guest, frankly, is one of our favorite people on Earth. Let's hit these bullet points, shall we? Patreon. Patreon.com slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preference and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, bonus episodes, two separate upcoming series, one on the missing 411 phenomenon, and one on the men in black, as well as various behind-the-scenes content and monthly swag bags. Merch store. Find the link in this episode's description or through our link tree, and go check out the ever-expanding catalog of designs based on the subjects that we cover here on the show. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building for weirdos of every category. All right, on to our guest. This man is a beloved member of the Fortean podcasting community. He's the founder of the Cryptozoology Club on Clubhouse and the host of the Bigfoot Society podcast. Jeremiah Byron is a community organizer, a seemingly endless font of curiosity and insight. And to be completely honest, we're just very lucky to call him our friend. So strap in and get ready for a conversation about Bigfoot, the Van Meter Visitor, podcasting, UFOs, work-home balance, hollow earth, and stick around to the end for some of the most important advice for anyone considering making a run at the podcasting game. Please help us welcome Jeremiah Byron. All right, Jeremiah, welcome. Hello, Jordan. How's it going? Hey, Ryan. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. I was yeah. going to chime in there too, but you know. For sure. Um <laughs> It's good to have you, man. I, I feel like we've been talking back and forth like a lot, but it's nice to actually get to sit down and, you know, talk face to face. For sure. I'm excited to, uh, I'm glad that you guys uh, had me on. Uh, Campfire is, well, I I mean, you know, I've said it over and over again, but you guys make awesome content and I especially love uh, the Van Meter Visitor Festival or the Van Meter Visitor episode that you guys uh, made. It's it's like was a good one. Yeah. it is literally at this point right now. I can say it's a top media outside of Chad that's Lewis's book. Awesome, but yeah, I mean, yeah that's of kind of a without that's, saying thing. But like, yeah, your episode, guys, is it's fantastical. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a, that's Thank a you. huge compliment. Yeah, I'm. I mean. Speaking of the visitor, I I was going to save this for the end, but you you brought it up pretty quick. So, like I want to know what what's your best theory? Like I'm not going to have mm-hmm. you recount the whole the whole events cuz if listeners if you want to know the story, just scroll down in your podcast app to like episode 27, I think it is, and we did a full explanation. But Jeremiah, what what's your best theory? What do you really think it was? So, uh, I want to say that is 
it's easy to say what it's not for sure um i honestly think that it is some uh kind so it's a i tend to say it is a physical uh unknown animal um i i don't think we're looking at a uh mystical from another dimension type thing um but it's it's hard to to nail down exactly what we're looking at i mean i i don't think it's out of the question that it's something um i I don't want to say actually uh thunderbird but man like a part of me really wants to think that it's like some leftover like dinosaur flying type pterosaur thing that just happens to be in Iowa for some reason. Maybe it like would just has been going through the cave systems. We don't know. Um, and then sure. there's like the tiny visitor too. Right. So it's like, you got the little, it's either like a baby or adolescent. So if, if you had to really say, okay, like, you know, like what's your, what's your theory of what we're looking at? I think we're, we're looking at an actual physical creature that, I mean, it actually left a three toed footprint. Yeah. Um, as we saw in, or as we heard in one of the witness reports and, um, yeah, um, I, I, you know, I, I remember talking to you guys earlier when you were preparing the episode. Uh, I don't believe that it is uh, Mothman. Yeah. I, I personally think that it's something completely different. Um, just because of the way that the description, uh, it differs a lot. Um, with with the glowing, I agree with that. Uh, light coming out of the horn, the the uh, the bad smell, the going upside down like a parrot, using its beak like a parrot. There's just so many things that are not like that's not Mothman. Yeah. to me, that's something different. But that is all my my personal. <laughs> I opinion, mean, so I definitely get the the Van Meter might be Mothman theory. I get what people are saying because mm-hmm. like. Right. I could see something like Mothman being the result of a creature described as the visitor was after maybe 50 years or 70 years staying underground. You know what I mean? Like, I okay. think that's kind of how they okay. sell it, right? Like, Right. No, they do. They that's do. kind yeah. of like what we, what we talked about a little yeah. bit in the episode too, right? Yeah. Like maybe the, the horn was lost in the you know the way i wrote the screenplay basically i was just thinking that i was like yeah that's a screenplay version man that's awesome yeah it like loses its horn in the explosion to cave in the the caves right and then it's basically like crawling the cave system for 70 years and emerges finally in point plus ends up looking like one of the creatures from cloverfield oh man yeah movie did you see that movie in theaters no Oh, I did. dude, yeah. it was so good. Was oh, that's a solid. movie everyone should watch if uh, if you haven't yet. It's it really good. is. It's, it's, it's actually yeah. really good, and a lot of people don't give it no, the credit it's, it's that solid. it deserves, I think. Yeah, I. but I definitely, I was going to say, I, I loved like the whole prehistoric idea of it, you know, um, and just basically either either coming through a rift or something like you know um, getting like hollow earth. or just something that's right it, <laughs> yeah. getting i was trying to avoid getting into the hollow earth just to, just i will not let you avoid um it. <laughs> because yeah i know um but that or you know obviously just some undiscovered animal at that time right that now like we could easily chalk up to being 
you know, something else, but, you know. Sure. Um, but, yeah. I just wonder, because other than... I mean, you have to go through, like, three separate extinction events to get mm. to something in the fossil record that looks anything like how the visitor was described. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Unless there was a, uh, a, a portion of Earth... I mean... If my if my Ice Age movies are telling me the truth, The Adventures <laughs> of Buck Wild, which holy mackerel, guys, don't watch The Adventures of Buck Wild because none of the original voice actors are in it except for Simon Pegg. Uh, bummer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, I'm a huge Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is great. But I like that's an interesting yeah. viewpoint, Jordan. Uh, I never really looked at it through through that viewpoint before. That's interesting. I mean, that's why I think the. I think that that theory kind of hinges on something, some version of like hollow earth or inner earth, something mm. there has to be some somewhere that it would have had access to or come from that would have been shielded from those extinction events. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think, I feel like the two theories are like, are mutually exclusive, you know, like one doesn't work without the other. I, I feel like it's a thing that, I'm surprised it hasn't come up more actually at the festival yet from what I've seen. Although I didn't get to go to any of the presentations last year because I was a vendor, but I didn't hear mm -hmm. about that at all. Um, but an, another, I can't remember if we talked about this before your episode, but uh, the interesting viewpoint that always gets brought up is like, what if like ley lines go through Van Meter? Mm, and yeah. like there's some weird intersection of uh, ley lines, which is like there's not a map that you can check, right? Right. But right. I mean, maybe there's, uh, may who's who's to who's to say? You know, right? It's, it's tough. But from from there, weird. the speculation is untethered, right? Exactly, like, exactly. Can, and then there's um, there's a ton of uh, of UFO sightings. Um, by a, a group that were researching, they're researching the visitor on the outside of town, and they had some crazy UFO stuff happen that they wow. got on camera. So there's some weird stuff going on in that town for sure. See, for some reason, the I've never really even considered that the visitor could be extraterrestrial. Now, Ooh. given its name. It sort of even sounds like an extraterrestrial, you know, the Van Meter visitor. Right, it's, right, yeah. I kind of like that idea too. That's an in interesting idea. I don't know. Every once in a while, I hear someone throw around that, like, maybe Bigfoot is like, is like a an extraterrestrial's pet. You know what I mean? That like was was let off of the like, let off of the ship. Go relieve I, yourselves. I can't get on board with that, no dude. Way. It's a, people do it all the time. That's like a theory I hear about a bunch of different cryptids all the time. That like maybe the chupacabra was like you know a gray a gray's dog. Oh yikes! You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean that's more believable sure. than Bigfoot being somebody's pet. Like Bigfoot would have its own pet. Yeah, I agree. Clearly, I agree there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just like there's all the you know the stories you hear about like the Bigfoot sightings seem to happen around UFO sightings 
and especially like yes. if you've ever looked into like the Chestnut Ridge area of uh, southwestern PA, right? Like there's some mm-hmm. the, like they they tend to like go together. It's super strange. Or like you have uh, the uh, Skinwalker Ranch area, uh, mm-hmm. and then supposedly the one time they saw the uh, the Bigfoot coming out of a portal or something on the ranch. Like, yeah, there's some really interesting reports and stories if if you dig deep enough you'll same with um stardust ranch right over the border um i haven't heard they talk about yeah they there are stories of like he the guy never got close enough to see details okay and he saw shadow figures a lot but Mm -hmm. he talked about these shadow figures that were like hulking like really large shadow figures that he always saw like from a distance, like kind of skulking around the edges of his property. Mm. Um, wow. And that guy saw, I mean, portals, he saw UFOs, he shot at UFOs, wow. his wife, like the, his wife was almost abducted. Like he woke up and she was floating three feet above the bed in a beam of light, like that type of stuff. Didn't he supposedly also shoot at a, like an actual like being or an alien? Yes. Being? He claimed to have and, actually like, left killed. behind like some black, right. Oh, killed. Yeah. That's right. This is wild. Yeah. I mean, this we guy, did, uh, this in... guy fought aliens with a samurai sword. <laughs> like that's legit. some crazy <laughs> yeah, stories, legit. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a really cool story. Um, it's uh, episode eleven. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, we covered that one a long time ago. But um, yeah, I I don't know. That's just like another connect because I think of that place as like a UFO is the source of most of what he saw. Right, and like, and he what he was seeing around the perimeter of his property definitely read Bigfoot to me because okay, I think he just never got close enough to see detail, so they appeared like silhouettes right like that's all he ever really saw of them were the silhouettes um man but yeah there are a lot of there are a lot of ufo bigfoot stories in like washington state and southern Mm -hmm. alaska yep and yeah tons so i'm i mean aaron from hey strangeness we did a strange conversation with him the other day on his instagram and um he kind of cornered us into picking like picking a case or a cryptid that we 100% believe to be. Oh, that's like, that's good. Right. That, that was a tough one. Yeah. yeah. And I, I revealed that my opinion on Bigfoot, which was that I, I hundred, I 100% either believe that Bigfoot is extraterrestrial mm-hmm. or, or they're a remnant of like an ancient civilization of a lost okay. civilization. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like Bigfoot is capable of things that normal terrestrial animals just are not. Seems to be like, yeah, yeah. Like if you were if you were tracking, uh, you know, an elk over and it goes over a ridge line and you're twenty yards behind it and you walk over the ridge and it, there's no sign of it, right? Elk can't do that. You know what I mean? Like gorillas don't just vanish. So I don't know. It seems to me like there's more to it than that, than that. It's just strictly zoological. It's just, I, I feel like, man, 20, 30 years, we're going to have, there's gotta be a point where we're like, 
we make some breakthrough scientifically and like maybe we see a we're able to see another like um you know how you can only see certain i'm gonna start sound real crazy right now but saddle up partners like because i don't really know <laughs> yeah. how to explain it but like you can only see certain dimensions or like you can only experience yeah. certain frequencies right and like yeah. who's to say like in 20 30 years we won't be able to see some like brand new frequency or brand new dimension it's like holy mackerel like it's been it's bigfoot city all over the place we just haven't been right. able to see them you know like, yeah you never know you never know. No, I, I, I really like that concept. Like, I feel like things like that will become more and more possible the more we mm-hmm. integrate technology into our biology. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could yeah. see coming up with a way Dude. for us to see, you know, a wider section of of the light spectrum. Mm. And, you know, I mean, we can you can put goggles on and see infrared. That's you know true. what I mean? How, how far could we possibly mm. be from, from that just being on board? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, they're even they're even doing things with like contacts now, where you know you can see a, like AR stuff, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. imagine imagine that like to a higher degree. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think we're definitely capable of pretty much anything. Yeah. Scarily enough, see, yes. Yeah, it it is a little scary. Um, see, when I was talking to Mothboy Matt, okay. he he has this idea that that. There's a there's a, a wall that we're gonna hit at some point that mm-hmm. like for the expansion of our knowledge, basically. Okay. That like these things may just be beyond our biological capability to understand. You mm. know what I mean? I'm not sure if that's true, obviously. He's he's not even sure if that's true. But like it's an interesting thought that maybe they're so far yeah. removed from what we are biologically that we're just not capable of of understanding what they are. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I like that. I think we definitely could be, though. I mean, just with how far we've come in such a short, like short period of time, yeah. like technology-wise, specifically, staying totally. on that subject. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, like, I don't know. I just think it would be almost ignorant to think that you know we couldn't yeah. exceed that right See, so that's what i'm saying is both those things could be true because maybe we are maybe we do have biological limitations but our ability to integrate technology into our biology is what would allow us to overcome that mm, you know what right. i mean okay okay yep mm-hmm. i don't know that's that's a pretty big concept but yeah <laughs> yeah some out of the box thinking for sure <laughs> yeah. i like it i like it though <laughs> like it okay so i want to get into like your community organizing because that's like that's really i i told you the other day like i think you could legitimately put community organizer on your professional resume now yeah but it's it seems to be only like for so one thank you um (laughs) it's like if i'm really into the subject and i love the subject and yeah it's it's super easy uh, and fun to to make a community, but like I man, I can't imagine doing it for like your real nine to five at like a yeah a work that would be kind of tough. But like yeah, um, it's it's very interesting. It's like I'm not really sure where it came about, but it just I I think a lot of it comes down to like 
I like making connections uh, between people. Um, and that's very fulfilling for me. And I think if you keep doing that, then you start to make a community, especially if you're, you're making something like, uh, when, um, when the whole clubhouse thing came into, um, existence, you know, with the cryptozoology side. And when you start to get a lot of people in a room talking, like you're gonna, a community is going to come out of that naturally. Right. Yeah, it should. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, um, it's really weird because like, it doesn't happen in, like, I don't know if that happens in Instagram as easy. Um, I mean, I guess it does happen. Like you definitely make some, some relationships, but like, uh, with like a clubhouse type thing, it is actually like you're hanging out with a, a ton of people at the same time and you're able to, yeah, to connect and stuff like that. So that's what's really unique about clubhouse that's that's what i really enjoy about it is like it really is just like a hangout like with instagram i think you can make like more personal connections you know with like one-on-one conversations with Mm -hmm. people like the clubhouse connections don't feel quite as personal to me i guess because it's it's you know you're in a group of people right um anybody can pretty much just hop in and out yeah so um but I, I don't know. I guess there wasn't much of a question in that. More of like a thank you because <laughs> it's, oh, it's yeah, been totally. awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, where do you see this this like little group you've created in like five years? Um, that is a, a super good question. Um, I would hope so. One, I would hope it would continue to get bigger. Definitely. Uh, the main thing though, is I would hope that, and I guess it will, unless something really drastic happens, like the next step is to start to like have, uh, the community actually be able to hang out in person, which, um, is more of like a me getting involved because there's, there's already, there's like, uh, you know, we were talking about Aaron from Hey Strangers already and like. Um, there's so many other names that you could say as well that, uh, I will, I will forget some, so I'm not going to start naming them off, but, um, things like, uh, how the moth boys are making, uh, cryptid bash, which I think is, that is one of the smartest things, uh, ever because, um, I want to say this very carefully, but it's a super smart idea what they did because it engages the current and upcoming uh, generation of those interested in cryptozoology in a way that they are used to be connecting people they want to connect with. And I think, I think they've, they hit it exactly the nail on the head and I've never, I haven't even been to it yet, but I can just tell like, they are they're getting it done you know yeah uh, i mean you're like us you didn't attend but i know if if what you heard is anything like what we've heard is that like it was like an almost magical experience how well it went yeah like oh for sure yeah i feel i was gonna say and also just the idea and like how how diverse um you know how how diverse they try to like they try to present exactly. it, which I think is awesome. Yeah. 
so I want to uh, definitely start having more of the the interactions in an actual uh, person as uh, things continue to clear up in the world and and things of that nature. Um, after that, uh, I just I, I don't have an actual like like a end goal in sight. I just want to keep enjoy what I'm doing, which is cr- so creating a platform for people to have a voice in cryptozoology that might not be able to have a voice. Uh, and anyway, so that's why like I interview people like, you know, famous authors, but I also like getting uh people in there at times where it's like you know I've got uh, I've got a Bigfoot researcher uh, uh, coming on in a few weeks and um, he's really new to the scene but he's okay. starting to like get connections and I feel like that to me is really cool when I can get in uh, and help out or like get the story of a person that's very new to the scene and like help them uh, get a few more connections right yeah. Um, I, f- I feel that that to me is very uh, fulfilling and there, there are other ideas, but uh, there's some I'm keeping a little bit close, close to the chest. Cause it's like okay. when you start talking about something, then it's like, maybe course, set something yeah. in motion, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you know, but yeah. uh, yeah, it, We'll see what happens. Uh, fun things in the future. For now, I'm really enjoying like doing the podcast and um, uh, creating stuff for uh, the Patreon. Uh, that's really fun. And to start to uh, to meet people in person at events is going to be awesome too. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you going to come back and run some clubhouse rooms anytime soon? You know, I was actually just thinking about that the other uh, day, Jordan. I was like, man, I I got to. Um, Cause I don't know if you know the whole story, like of what happened. Um, like I had some, some health issues, uh, come in for a few months over the summer. Yeah. Um, and then I got that under control with, uh, some maintenance meds. And so life is good. Um, but then I'm like, I've got this idea. And so I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to say it here so that it, I have to follow up on it. Okay. Excellent. Do it. Um, I was, I was thinking of an idea. What would be really cool? Uh, because the last time we had a discussion, we were talking, it was in one of, well, one of the crypto casters, um, rums. Greg was talking about, we were talking about TikTok, right? Yeah. Um, and so what I want to do is I want to actually get a panel together where it's like, paranormal uh people in the paranormal space that are actually killing it at tiktok yes and be like okay this is why it's important to get on the platform this is how uh our niche responds really well on the platform uh, i think that would be a really cool conversation to have and i think it would be really beneficial for the community that's over there because there's a lot of people that are like um would be solid if they started creating uh, content. I think they could honestly kill it. But I think it. So I'm going to start uh, 
being like Sam Jackson in the Avengers and start <laughs> start approaching people again and being like, hey, you don't know me, but uh, let's do this thing, you know? So Dude, that's always fun. I, I think that is a really good idea. Like It'd be cool, yeah. Ryan and I, I are two people who have so far found TikTok to be a bit mi- mystifying. It is mystifying. So, right. That's And that's what I was going to say, like, as you were talking about, like, getting people that are just, like, crushing it, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to, like, give best practices. Oh, totally. Or, you know, like, things like that, because, I mean, that'd be something like the both of us would benefit from. Yeah. yeah so, so much. It's just, it's one of those platforms that I, I feel like since we didn't get it in, like, get in it on, like, the ground level, basically, like, you know, when it was first becoming popular, like, we just don't know where to start. Yeah. So that's true. Uh, In a way, it's definitely not a thing where like you should feel like you have lost that you're coming in too late because you're not. Um, It like uh, if you listen to any um, a lot lot of stuff, I go off. I listen to a lot of Gary V. Yeah, and so yeah, Uh, he he's still very pro uh, TikTok. There's still it's still a good time to get into it. Um, yeah, he's, he's see. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah, I keep hearing that like it's it's like at the beginning of its rise. You know what I mean? That like it's just going to keep going and going and getting bigger and bigger. So yep. like I've been I've been because I don't know. I've been like fighting with myself to like I know we have to figure out a way to get on there. Like we have a TikTok account. We've never posted anything on it because I just like. Mm-hmm. I I open the app and I'm like I don't I don't even know where to start. You know what I mean? Like I've never even downloaded the <laughs> app. So, you know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, all that to say that I think that idea for for a clubhouse room is really solid. Like, yeah, I would not I miss agree, that for sure. Uh, f- from what I've seen so far, the ones that do really well in the in our niche, and that would be like paranormal. Let's say paranormal would be overarching right sure uh it'd be like you just you take a subject you hyper focus on it which is kind of what you guys do for an episode and you knock it out of the park but you're talking about the subject for like you boil it down to like a minute and like you're showing different photos behind you and you're like the talking head in front so right. I think you guys could totally kill it, but you know, yeah. I'm, see, that's that's been my general idea of what we should do. I think it's just like the boiling it down to a minute that I find difficult. It's really hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so hard. that's yeah. the challenge yeah, of the subject. Really yep. But like, I've seen some some true crime podcasts that do some that have a, a very similar approach. You know, like they'll break down a case mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Yep. But like. They've, they'll release like part one, part two, part three of the same subject. You know right. what I mean? In like successive videos. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe we could do something like that. Oh, you totally could. Give ourselves a little more time mm-hmm. with each subject. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But like I because I've been writing articles for Paranormality Magazine. Heck right. Yes. And I, I like cover a different cryptid each month. And so I'm used to writing like a story for the podcast is like 12 pages right and then a story for the magazine is like six pages so i'm like a story for tiktok would be like a page 
You know what I mean? If that, right. Like, yeah. And it's just like, I feel like I'm like condensing and condensing and condensing. Mm. And like, I know that's the kind of content people eat now is as condensed as possible. You know, like exactly. the shortest yeah. shot you can yeah. make is it's like <clears throat> finding ways to learn things as quickly as you possibly yeah. can. Right. Yeah. Well, like I've noticed today, actually, I noticed that like a post where you put the message in the image like actually mm-hmm. have the image on Instagram with yep. the text on yep. it gets way more traction than if you have an interesting image with a caption that explains it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, I don't know. People just like it like right there for them, right there in the center for them to see. It's convenience. Yeah, I, I get that. I would love for you to do that clubhouse room. Uh, it's going to happen because like, now I it has yeah, to happen now, now because it. it's on your it's you're on your podcast. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't yeah. bring up the other things. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I have I have. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start setting that up, dude. That's awesome. Yes. Let's do it. Um, so, do you want to get into your um, your anomalous experience a little bit? I usually do that right up top, but like we kind of skipped over it. But oh yeah 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 sure. Um, so, uh, this is the one, the one weird experience I've had. And as I was saying, um, thinking about it at this point in time, I'm not quite sure what I saw. Um, I have told this story uh, a few times, um, but thinking about it at this point in time, I'm not sure. So, so the story is. Uh, so I grew up in Western Massachusetts, a uh, small town called Northfield, um, right where North, uh, Massachusetts meets with Vermont and New Hampshire. Okay. Okay. Out in the country. Right. So, uh, used to have, a, this is, I'm in early twenties room is off of the garage. So I'm hanging out in my room one night, dark outside. And I hear this like, ext- I think at that point I was like watching Lost on my laptop. So that's a time frame reference for you. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so all of a sudden I hear this like really like low engine noise, but super loud, like extremely, extremely loud. Right. And so I go outside of my room at the same time my father is coming outside the main house and it is kind of weird because like so we're both like it's like enter the stage both turn look towards the forest there's a field in the back of the house uh look at the the forest tree line and then all of a sudden it's like this huge ship it's low and it's loud and it's coming over the tree line. It's just like, and like, I remember a few things. I remember it being extremely uh, loud, very large. I remember seeing triangles on the bottom that had some kind of uh, light pulsating out of it. And it was just the largest flying ship I've ever seen in my life. And I remember I was like, uh, because we watched it for like it felt like maybe like 20 30 seconds 
and then it just like kept going overhead right and then we couldn't see it anymore so it was it was a while and i remember like turning to my dad and it was like uh it's like uh what's that dad and like he had no answer which that is that's weird right when your your parent like the first time you experience that where your parent doesn't have the answer to something weird yeah you know what i'm talking about uh so i was i was dead set that it was uh, I, I was pretty sure it was a UFO. I'm not sure if it was a UFO at this point. Um, we never, we never talked about it. Uh, I did bring it up a few years later. We were driving, uh, and I was like, "Hey, Dad, do you think that was a, a UFO?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, definitely not." I was like, "Ah, uh, but maybe." <laughs> and he's like, "Nah." I was like, "All right, fine." You're the one that showed me the Bigfoot shows when I was ten, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it very well could be because it like aligns up with a lot of like uh, witness reports that I've read about UFOs. Yeah. But I'm not really a UFO guy, so I don't know a lot about them. But the the other thing is like, one of my friends did bring up where it's like, okay, we are in the air, we're in the uh, flight path for Otis Air Force Base, which yeah. is a totally different part of Massachusetts. But it's like planes would fly over and would have A-10s fly over. Yeah. So another way to look at it is like it's not a question where it's just like some stinking huge weird ship that you're not really going to see and they're flying it at night. That's not the question. Yeah. So I don't know. That's the weirdest thing I've ever, ever experienced though, guys. I feel like when I asked you if you had a weird experience, you were like, sandbagging me a little bit acting like right, it wasn't that big a yeah. deal that's, that's an insane yeah. story yeah like that's the that's yeah, the old new yeah. englander and me coming out though it's like yeah uh, definitely weird we don't really talk about it guys you know like but so was it was it moving like quickly or did it no, seem to be more slow. okay slow like um like uh like you see a, a truck on the highway that has a huge load on its back and it's like one of those huge steel beams like that kind of slow yeah. uh it i just remember like it wasn't like a normal plane where it's like vroom over like oh right we, blinked. Yeah. we we heard it and then we didn't see it like like it was wicked slow so like you could watch it slowly come over and like really get a good look at it so See, that's one thing I think sets it apart from just yeah, a exactly. you know, like yeah. random flight test, right? Yep. I don't know. Yeah, so. because we, I mean, we definitely have experimental aircraft, but I don't know that like any of their goals involve, can we get our planes slower? As slow as oh, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And then you also said that there are like triangular like lights or formations and things like that that basically like the underbelly of the of whatever it was, right? Well, uh, sorry. What I meant to say was the underside it was like these big uh circles with light pulsating out of it. I want to say okay. that like and it was hard because the ship was very large, but I almost remember there being like a triangle shape of the ship in a way. Oh, okay. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, yeah, the ship itself was triangle. Yeah. It was kind of like a triangle. Okay. Okay. It was weird. Very dark yeah. in a triangle. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really weird. Yeah. I mean, did you, cause it was, 
how how high up would you say it was? Um, so it wasn't like it wasn't low enough so that it was like taking trees over. But you know how like when you see a helicopter fly over. Yeah. And you're not you're like it's not super low but it's like hey that's kind of that's kind of low I should take notice or like uh Yeah. low enough to that you can basically make out like Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. low enough to where you're like like a helicopter that would be like coming in to like land at the hospital or something you're like oh it's it's coming down soon. It had the same effect where like uh you know in like the Star Wars movies where like you see the um yeah, it had right. like that that feeling where it's like the huge imperial ships where it like takes forever to move across yeah. like star yeah, like destroyer yeah it was just right, it was like yeah. <laughs> why are you going so slow <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah um how did you feel when you were seeing it like i was where did it were you afraid of it was it were you like in awe what what was the feeling? uh not afraid but i was kind of like at that point I was like if we don't if we can't figure out what this is right now there's a lot of ways that I think about things that might change and I don't know if I'm comfortable with that you're gonna have a lot of questions later for sure and like all of that internal thinking happened in like half a second it was really weird yeah right like I'm not sure how I feel about this and it just makes me feel really weird so also you were just watching lost on your laptop you were in the headspace for like <laughs> for crazy shit you know what i mean that's a really, yeah, that's no a really doubt. good point yeah yeah uh, yeah that's a that's a fair enough point that's a fair enough point yeah i was uh uh for those that some people might not know what lost is but you should definitely it's, it was a great show uh what was oh, yeah. that like oh, 2000 man. and who it's been seven? a while uh, I was gonna say eight, seven, eight, or nine, or so. I yeah, think. but the big uh, question. Crazy, the big yeah. question is: Were you were you early in Lost, or were you like when everything was batshit crazy in Lost? <laughs> it's the fan, right? Because uh, that that'll go a long way to explaining your yeah, will when um, you're standing out there. I, uh, I honestly end, can't or... remember. I can't remember. <laughs> it's just literally like a mind explosion. Yeah. It was pre-season five, though, definitely, okay. which okay. is my favorite season because that's when it turns into like, uh, oh, I'm not going to spoil Lost for everyone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's how much I love it. year old series. Yeah. That's fair. That's right. still a fantastic show, though. So I've, I've probably rewatched it like six or seven times, so... It's when it yeah. gets a little bit back to the future ish. Yes. In season five, okay. I'll leave it at that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a crazy experience. That is kind of weird. I mean, the, I think Ryan pointed out the biggest thing, which is how slow it was moving. Like, yeah. That, that totally. doesn't seem like something we'd be developing secretly. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, there's, there's going to be flights that are going to be more <laughs> like, um, like surveying right right Just like literally stealth surveying recon scene. like exactly yeah. yeah but not like that not so open and yeah. you know like obviously you know it wasn't it wasn't all secretive right so, right 
um you know and is over obviously a very open like airspace so mm-hmm. i mean it took yeah. 30 seconds to make it over your house and the other the other thing that i feel does help the story too is like at that point in my life the weirdest thing i was into was lost yeah really and at that point in my life i wasn't into cryptids or ufos like I mentioned I watched like some in search of Bigfoot stuff when I was a little kid in Unsolved Mysteries, but that was like really young. And then like I was not into weird stuff from high school through uh, I would say around 2005. Oh, Jesus, that's 16. That was 15 years ago. <laughs> that when oh, I used to man, work I, at Apple, I, I, and then like every, if you work at Apple, you're gonna get into weird stuff. So, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. fair. It rekindled the weirdness. <laughs> All right, so finally, um, to end this, I'm gonna like borrow a page from your own book. Okay. okay. So, if you could, if you could give one piece of advice for the next generation of podcasters or cryptozoologists, if you're, you know, if you're like the three of us, if you're for people who are both. Um, what would it be? What would that advice be? So I would say uh, the smartest thing you can do is to focus on uh, focus on helping people. Um, also uh, try to treat everyone with respect. Um those are those have been the two most important things um because there's a lot of people where like this you know this is the weird stuff is their life and all it takes is one person to say like oh yeah your cryptid is dumb or you're wasting your time for them to just totally like you don't know the the far-reaching effects that could have that could be game over for that person literally and so you have to be really careful Uh, you have to take it serious Um, yeah focus also if you're not doing this because you love it it's not going to last so make sure that like uh, let's say you're you're starting your your podcast you're starting a podcast uh, like uh, you're going to be the next uh, campfire or moth boys or Bigfoot society or whatever. Um, (laughs) Focus on how you can help uh, others. It is never a thing where you are in a uh, competition with people in your same space. Uh, You're there to help each other. And that's the only way that you will, will get far. Yeah. I think that's really solid advice. Like it's also like, life lessons for being a good person <laughs> yeah it, it really yeah, absolutely. is it totally yeah. is man yeah yeah it, it i really mean it's is. not just like not just for altruistic reasons right like helping people and being a go-to guy for people is yeah. it it can pay dividends also you mm-hmm. know what i mean well because sure. the next time they think of like who should i do a thing for they're gonna think of you because you did something for them you know what i mean like Aside from the fact that it's just the way good people treat each other, right? It can it could also be beneficial for you, like professionally. Exactly, exactly. 
Um, I would say for like starting a, a podcast, um, there's a lot of stuff that you can do uh, free now. You don't have to jump off, uh, you know, and get like uh, paid everything to start a podcast. Like, I'm pretty sure you can do a pretty good job in Anchor. I haven't checked that out recently, so do your due diligence. Um, also, you know, you can get a, a pretty good like entry mic, like a USB mic for for not that much uh, money. So definitely, you know, that's worth looking into as well. But you don't have to do you don't have to go crazy with buying tech. Uh, uh, give yourself some time to to make a few episodes and try it out before you spend like a few hundred dollars. So yeah, I mean, you definitely. can literally connect like yep. a, a mic to your phone now. Oh, like get, really? That's cool. Get, like a USB-C lightning adapter, oh, whatever wow. type of phone you have. That's true. And literally yeah. go like, I know, I believe Anchor even has the option where you can just literally go live and shoot an episode. It puts it, it puts it there. You can edit yep. it if you need to, and then upload it. Like Editing tools right in the app. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot easier to get into it now for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, personally for our first what 15 episodes i was recording with a 30 dollar usb mic yeah true like wow true. yeah and it it worked just fine i, I mean, mean i also you know worked my magic to make you sound good <laughs> that's <so>. true <laughs> yeah, it helps <laughs> no, to have it, an audio engineer well, like, on the team i mean it you don't need to have super expensive gear to be able to put yeah. out quality content yeah it's about the content itself you know yep so. Even if you don't want to go the anchor route, you can you can use like Red Circle. You can use Audacity for editing. There are like yeah. there's tons of free options for everything. That's true. Yeah. My actually recently my nephew reached out to me and he's twenty nineteen. Nice. And he he was like, oh, my friend and I are we're wanting to start a podcast about um about. I don't know, video games probably. Nice. And um, he was like asking my advice and stuff. And the, the first piece of advice I gave him was don't spend any money until you know you love doing it. Like, period. Yep, that's good. I thought of another good one too. Um, if I can add another one on. Um, it's, it's actually, we were kind of talking about this earlier, is you have to... Okay, so right now, especially in the paranormal uh there's a lot of paranormal podcasts right now because like everyone got bored during pandemic, which is, <laughs> yeah, that I love, crime. like I yeah. can't imagine <laughs> how much stuff wouldn't ex how much, how many things that I love right now would not exist if we were not in this space, which is kind of a weird, like side. Anyways, that's yeah. a whole kind of a way of like, have. but you know, yeah. shedding light on it, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Shaking a little bit. Right. Yeah. But if you're going to start a new podcast, uh, one of the, you've got to, you've got to say, okay, I'm going to release my episodes on Friday. And then no matter what it takes every week, you get an episode out on Friday. Yep. Because all it takes is like you miss one week or like you miss a few weeks and like people are going to, there's other things to found focus a new on. Friday. Yeah. yeah. They found a new you Friday see, show. You, you got to be consistent. Right. Yeah. yeah. Every time I see like, episode and yep. 
every time I see a podcast I love post something on Instagram that they're like, oh, we had this and this happen and we're going to be late this week. I'm like, oh, man, like, don't do that. Right. Like, make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. Or like, um, oh, and another one, a good one is uh, <laughs> you will, if you love this, you will get so crazy into it. You will probably burn yourself out. So you need to have a plan where you can make an episode of head and any good thing, you can schedule an episode to come out at a certain time. So you can take a week or two off, but your episodes can keep going. You yeah. don't have to stop the show so you can go on vacation. You can plan ahead and then keep on releasing episodes. That can while be so you, difficult yeah, to do, though, for I, sure. I get it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, we started out trying to to stay ahead, and, like, it just catches up with you it's over time, time yeah. you know? Yeah, if you I have on vacation for, you know, a little yeah. over a week, and then, bam, we were back to weekly, you know, like, yeah. we had... We had you know, taken taken away the week that we've gotten ahead. So, yep. and especially when you start making plans for like bonus content and like you launch a Patreon, so you got to get something made for <laughs> over there and like all this stuff. Like, it's so easy it's for it wild. to pile up on you. And mm. like, that's I mean, that just goes to show how good that advice is. That like you have to find a way to to balance it. You know what I mean? So. The, the thing I've found, one of the best things that works for me is I use a program called Trello. And it's kind of like you have your own little like to-do board and you can have it in an app. But like literally I have it set up where every day I'm doing certain things and I'm moving them to the done column. And then the next yeah. day I'm That's resetting nice. it, right? Um, or I have like on Mondays I have to get this done, on Tuesdays this, Wednesdays and so on, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, you just because eventually, as you become more and more successful, uh, the beast is going to get bigger and bigger, and you have to have a way of keeping it all like yeah. what's going on. And so, like, find out what works for you. For me, it's a Trello app. It works pretty. See, I, I do a similar thing with the Notes app on my iPhone because yeah. you when you add your bullet points, you know, on your yep. list, you can just tap the bullet point and it drops it to the bottom of the list. You know, like, yeah, it works perfect. But yeah, to-do list is, like, essential. Yeah, for sure. sure. Definitely. Just managing time. I mean, that's literally what all it comes down to. Yeah. Oh, and I got one Definitely. more. One more. All right. <laughs> Go Sorry. for it. Let's yeah. hear it, man. Uh, if this These is specifically... Like all best practices. <laughs> if you're exactly. going to be doing interview podcasts, and this is a huge... Like, this should be a no-brainer, but I... I didn't figure it out until really late. And my buddy Tate Hieronymus uh, clued me in on this. He's like, I'm like, I'm trying to get all these people to come on and they're not like responding to me. And he's like, okay, how are you communicating with them? I'm like, well, I'm sending them an Instagram. And I'm like, dude, if you aim for the big fish, you, and this is not how Tate talks. This is me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) because Tate doesn't talk like how I'm talking right now. But the the trick is, guys, and this is pretty basic, but it's go to their website and like send them an email on their website and like have a whole like email set up where it's like, oh, this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is what I'm doing. I would love you to have you on the show. We talk about this, 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 this and this specifically. 
I have a thing I use called Calendly, which allows the person to schedule their own time at a certain yeah. time. Um, and I have that link in the email and I just send it off. And like, that's how I've gotten some like really big names like, um, like, you know, Dr. Meldrum and I have uh, Ron yeah. Moorhead coming up. I'm going to be talking to where like, they just read through the email and they just clicked the link, signed up. There was no back and forth in it. Like that would never have worked through like an Instagram or a Facebook message usually. Right, so. of course. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that, super solid advice for sure. Yeah, to like to not approach it like you're asking a friend to be on your show. To like, yeah, make it a professional. Be professional. Request. It's weird. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like especially like younger people, people younger than us now, particularly, it it would be odd for them to like send an email when they're looking at the person's Instagram page like it would be nor- natural for them to be like this is how I talk yeah. to people mm-hmm. you know what I mean oh yeah it, so just, yeah that's useful advice I like, agree especially like if you're doing it regularly to like build a template email you yeah. know what I mean it's and, so smart yeah yeah mm-hmm. and not so not so templated that it's impersonal but like right. leave room yeah. in the template to make, you know, to make your specific request. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How did it feel when you found, when you checked your Calendly and realized that Jeff Meldrum was on there? Um, <laughs> so it felt, it felt really good except, um, so I, I love Dr. Meldrum is awesome. Um, if you start looking at Dr. Meldrum, he is such a nice guy that he will like go on, like he goes on a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So, um, but like, I, I get what you're saying. So I would say for me, uh, that would be like, um, like when Cliff Berrickman, um, agreed to come on the podcast or like that was just, that just like, or someone like Shannon LeGrow, you know? Yeah. Um, it just was like, Oh wow. Like, this is actually could be like turning into something or like, yeah, it's just, it's yeah, just very actually cool. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Started to feel crazy. real. Yep. I mean, Dr. Meldrum is the footprint guy. He's so like, cool too. Yeah. So cool. your episode with him was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> it was so good. Also, speaking of Shannon LeGro, I've been catching up on into the fray. Oh my goodness. Holy smokes. That show is great. Like, yes, it's fantastic. Like, um, and you can learn a ton about interviewing, uh, from, yeah. so the takeaway is if you want to be a good interviewer, uh, figure out who you, who you admire and then study how they interview. So like, yep. you know, and that can apply to people like, like Larry King or, uh, Art Bell or um, you know people like that uh, but uh, study them and not just enjoy their content but study them and then you know take stuff away from how they do it and see if you can yeah. apply that to your own stuff you know for sure yeah more advice super smart. <laughs> yeah I mean but yeah. no that's that's actually really good because I mean not just somebody like within like your own like 
ideas or niche or whatever else i mean you can literally use anybody that you admire anybody's yeah. like talking stuff oh totally like that yeah to, you know to kind of yep. kind of make your own right and help develop so exactly yeah larry king is a huge one i mean he yeah, was the sure. biggest interviewer on earth for like 50 years he's 60 so good. years he's I mean, so good. yeah he he got some stuff out of people that no one else got out of them you know what i mean like yeah so yeah that's great advice more great advice from jeremiah <laughs> Yeah, a great a great clip to look up is uh, when a guy was talking about to Larry King about what he would do if he was able to interview uh, Bin Laden. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's worth wow uh, people checking that out if you're interested in interviewing. So nice, I'm yeah. gonna check that out for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that definitely. All right. Um, why don't you tell the audience where to find you, anything you have coming up that you're stoked about? Heck yes. Like, yeah. All right. So uh, if you like listening to uh, interviews with uh, people in the field of cryptozoology, uh, Bigfoot and Mothman and Van Meter Visitor and all sorts of weird stuff, uh, you can find Bigfoot Society and... Uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram is at Bigfoot Society. Uh, YouTube, check it out. Subscribe. It's awesome. Uh, also, website is BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. And um, yeah, and start from there. We're on all major uh, podcast platforms. So Excellent. Yeah, awesome. anywhere you can find this podcast, you can find his podcast. Pretty much. Exactly. So, um, dude, thank you so much for doing this. This was awesome. Yeah, I had a great super time. Super solid, and yeah, dude, so much information. Like, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it for sure. Heck yes! Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling it's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes we're just keeping up on our day-to-day and maybe some swag along the way it is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible again that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers. Stay weird. And trust in the unknown.